Hello, and welcome to a special All Hallows' Eve edition of Saint Stories for Kids, a podcast full of fun stories and facts about the holy men and women that have come before us. I'm your host, Chantal Barros. Saint Stories for Kids is brought to you by Shining Light Dolls. Discover award-winning Catholic toys, books, and more. Catholic Mom Design, Catholic Kid Approved. Visit www.shininglightdolls.com to learn more. And be sure to download our free Hallowtide printable kit. So many amazing free goodies in there, including prayers for all saints and all souls, printable game, and more. Oh, trick-or-treaters! I can't wait to see all the cool costumes. So fun! We've got some saints. I see St. Joseph and St. Gianna, a couple superheroes, the sweetest little puppy, and oh no, a scary ghost! Costumes are so much fun, aren't they? It's so great to use your imagination and pretend play that you are someone else for a while. Some say that people started dressing up for Halloween to trick evil spirits so they wouldn't be recognized. But did you know that the devil has tried to trick saints in the same way? The devil knows that if he told the truth, nobody would ever want anything to do with him. So he tries to trick us by pretending he's got treats, when all he has to offer is misery. Luckily, the saints show us that if we stay close to Jesus and his church, we'll be ready to recognize the tricks. Now it's time for our story. St. Andrew Corsini sat down to dinner with the other brothers. His stomach growled. It had been a long day for Andrew, and he couldn't wait to eat his supper. The sun had just set over Tuscany, and the gentle chirp of crickets could be heard outside. Delicious smells wafted on the air from the monastery kitchen, and Andrew felt his mouth start to water. Life in the monastery was much, much different than his old life. He had grown up wealthy and had lived a life of not only privilege, but self-serving sinfulness. But Andrew had seen the error of his ways. He had seen that even though sometimes it was fun or felt glamorous, the good feelings never lasted, and in their wake was a deep emptiness and self-loathing. Andrew had never known true joy or peace until he renounced his old life and began to follow Jesus. Now he worked as a simple doorkeeper at the Carmelite Monastery, a nobody in the eyes of the world, but he now knew he was precious in the sight of God. But, as is usually the case, the devil wasn't happy about this. He didn't want Andrew to give up his old sinful life and escape hell. Just as the plate of steaming food was placed before Andrew, a loud banging could be heard at the monastery gate. Andrew looked around as all eyes in the room turned to him. He looked down at his food, and his stomach growled. But it was his job to answer the visitors at the gate, no matter the time of day. So with a forced smile, he stood up and headed out of the dining room with only a small candle to light his way. All the other brothers were now eating, and the rest of the monastery was quiet and dark. Andrew made his way through the shadowy corridors out into the night and headed for the gate. A sudden cold wind sent a shiver down his spine, and an owl hooted in a nearby tree. The unexpected gust almost blew out his candle, and the tiny flame bobbed violently in the dark. The sky was full of clouds, and no moon or starlight lit his path as he crunched along on the gravel. The hulking, shadowy shape of the large outer gate slowly came into view as Andrew drew near. The knocking at the gate came again. Andrew approached the tiny wicket, slid back the latch, and opened the door. Standing there was a handsome and well-dressed gentleman with several servants. Good evening, Andrew said politely. How can I help you? 
The gentleman looked at Andrew with an expression of superiority. Open the gate at once. I have a message from your father and I don't have time to waste. Andrew was taken aback at the rude tone of this visitor. In his old life, he would have been offended and rebuked the man for speaking to him that way. But instead, Andrew replied calmly, I open to no strangers without permission. Oh, come now. Can't you see how important I am? Don't stand there prattling about rules and open the gate. I have a message from your father, the stranger replied. Andrew narrowed his eyes and lifted the candle to try to get a better look at the stranger's face, but he didn't recognize him. You say you come from my father, but I've never set eyes on you before. The stranger's face twisted into an unpleasant smile, as if the act was painful in some way. Open the gate, he said slowly and more menacingly. I have a very important message for you, which the prior must not hear. On hearing those last words, which the prior must not hear, the hairs on the back of Andrew's neck stood on end, and Andrew knew this visitor had evil intentions. He quickly made the sign of the cross, and with that powerful sacramental, the stranger disappeared, leaving only a puff of foul-smelling smoke where he and his servants had stood only moments before. Andrew closed the little wicket, slid the lock back into place, and thanked God that he had been able to discern the trick of the devil. The story of St. Andrew Corsini reminds us that even though the devil may try to trick us into sinning, Jesus and the church have given us the tools to discover the truth. St. Andrew Corsini, pray for us. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope you enjoyed the story. Be sure to tune in to our other special Holotide podcast episodes, subscribe, and reviews are always appreciated. Until next time!